Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to Ring Crew Radio. This is episode six of season two, and I am the author of all things professional wrestling, DJ Stackpole, alongside the infamous Nikki Kayfabe, nursing a serious case of the giggles at the moment. <laughs> Yeah. And coming off the top rope, as always, the high flyer, Franklin. You know, what's funny, as soon as you started talking, our prop hunter hammer just dropped yes. out of thin air. It's a bad omen. <laughs> That's a bad the omen. The hammer has come down. Plus, we have something later with Hunter involved, too. So. Oh, very exciting. <laughs> Who's booking this shit? Cody Rhodes? You know, one, you should fix that hammer before it disrupts our audio. Reaching for it. You got it. You hear that? God. There you go. Throw it away. Very nice. Keeping it classy. All right, gentlemen. By the time this show drops, it should be hump day, midweek, and we're happy to get you through the work week. How was your work week, Nick? It's going. I'm excited to get the Rumble ready to Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The road to the Rumble, and we got a lot of information coming your way. Throughout the show. Frank, how's your work week? Do you work at all? Do you really do anything? <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. What do you do when you're not here? He drives. I drive. He I calls go me. places. I'm very important here. He calls me. He gets me riled up. He says, I gotta go. This girl's food's getting cold. <laughs> <laughs> what a prick. Then he gets the dollar tip. The dollar tip's the worst. I'd rather them just spit in my face. Because if you're going to embarrass me, just do it to me. That you know? seems like a rather extreme reaction. Well, you know, that's how you got to be with people. All right, so what's our format for today, folks? We're going for the traditional pinfall. And our first item on the list, my favorite, wrestling news and headlines. And gentlemen, I tell you this with all sincerity and honesty, bombshell news in the world of wrestling. Yeah, uh, if you want to... Well, there's two things, I think. Well, we're going to start with the big news item, and that is, you know, while everyone else can't even find the checkers board, Vince McMahon has been playing chess. Because the news broke, I guess, over the last two days that WWE is selling their network to NBC's streaming service called Peacock. I, I don't know how they agreed on that. They said this is the name of our... Streaming service. Well, it's because of the rainbow for NBC. Give a fuck the logo, what it's because. The logo the, is... The logo is known there. as the Peacock. It's been like that for years. I understand, but you have to call... you calling your streaming service... Streaming services are the future. You got Netflix, you got Amazon. Yeah. Disney Plus. And now, Peacock. Well, it's a take on NBC's logo. Fine, whatever. I, I What's like CBS it? is going to be? Eyeball? CBS has one. What's it called? Uh, CBS All Access, I think. Right. Well, at least the I name mean, is in the initials. But anyway, here's the important part. For five years, they say it was a billion-dollar deal. They sold the network exclusively to Peacock for a billion dollars. And as we understand it, WWE Network's one million uh, subscribers are going to be transferred over to Peacock for half price. So they'll be paying four ninety nine for not just the network, but for all of the Peacock streaming service. And if you want to pay a little more for $10, you can get it ad-free. So if you have the network, you have just been given access to all of NBC's content, which, K-Fabes, what did you say you were excited for? Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. 
And I presume they have some other things. I got to look into it. But I hope if they have third watch on there, you can't. Well, they is, have something Kayfabe's never has. You can't Friends. find that show anywhere. <laughs> this is a huge, huge win for WWE, and I'll tell you why. Number one, they sold their network for a billion dollars, and I don't think that that network made a lot of money for them. Well, let me get into the tech part of it. Now they don't have to pay to host the network, so now they're going to make all the money that they did. That they would have hypothetically with subscriptions through this deal, and they don't have to pay anything to have the network up. I don't know how that works. I don't know exactly what if NBC is going to be giving them money for content, or if WWE is going to be making the content and NBC airing it. But to me, the big thing is, in addition to the billion dollars that they just pocketed off of this deal, the network is now going to be available to 26 million Peacock subscribers. Who and right at Mania season, that's going to pop off. That's not by mistake. And yeah. you know they're going to bring in a big star. Yeah. And they're going to try to get all of those people who have this app to tune into the product, and hopefully that translates into ratings. So, Frank, what do you think? Is this good for WWE? Seems like a no-brainer to me. It's good. This is great. I mean, unless you're a wrestling journalist, apparently, it's a, it's a great deal. Business side of it, they're going to save money on the overhead on the network, I would think, by doing it this way. They're going to have opportunities to maybe do another Saturday night's main event. There's a bunch of things they could do with this. And on top of that, let's face facts, the network's been good. They were kind of like one of the first. They are very innovative with it, but the problem with being first is they weren't able to improve the way they should have over the years. And the network is a hard interface to use at times. It's kind of shitty. And hopefully them going to a company like NBC will spruce that up and make it a lot better. That would be my hope. I also wonder if this ultimately segues... Raw to go to NBC. I believe NBC and USA are compatible with one another. I think it's like a sister network per se. I'm not 100 percent sure. On they that. are something universal. I think they universal. I think they're. You have to understand. There's only like four companies in the entire US, and every other company is a subsidiary of a larger company. Yeah, I think NBC and NBC. except for Rink Crew Radio, <laughs> we are our own enterprise, baby. I think they're going to use this to leverage The Rock. Imagine if you can say to Dwayne, you can come back, man. You're going to have 26 million people on this app that could potentially see you. And just to piggyback one second, Frank, what you said before, I think that this does open opportunity to shop Raw around. Because now that their two big streams of income are going to be the rights of their shows as paid by the networks. And now they have their own network. That is now worth a billion dollars because that's what they got for it. So in middle. five years, when they go back to the table, <coughs> that's what they got. It's a it's a billion dollar product. They increased the value of that network, which was only servicing a million subscribers, to a billion dollars. And to twenty six million subscribers. Well, it's also when you see the ratings for the shows in general, and how low they have become, but how much money the company's still making just blows my mind. And if people like. They compare, you know, obviously people compare the ratings. You can't compare that $1 billion for what, I mean, they're getting on TNT. It's just a whole different ballgame. The one issue I have with this is I hate when the WWE does anything too mainstream for one reason and one reason only because we're going to get further and further away from a wrestling product, as we will make fun of later on. But that that's the one problem, man. You get in front of too many people and you have to mainstream it and there's... There's ways to do it and still be edgy and still be relevant. Right now, they're not accomplishing that, I feel, on one show. And 
this scares me because they might have to try to appease 26 million more people and they might dull the product even more. No. Well, they yeah. don't they don't have to. Not you 26 know, million. You're not going to get that many eyes on but it. But also they have their programming and then they have their network, so they're different things. So I don't know if NBC is going to have their fingers into what they put on the USA network once a week or on Fox. I mean, they're in bed with USA, they're in bed with Fox, and now they're in bed with NBC. That's one hell of a threesome. And they have insulated themselves against any fan opinion. They determine who boos, they determine who cheers, the ratings mean nothing. It's all about advertisement, it's all about Saudi deals. Yeah, that's true. They, they're a company now, they're a wrestling company that does not need the fans. It's an enterprise, it's not even a company. This is, they're the industry in a way. It's they, their industry and then everything else in my opinion. They're, they're their own thing. Exactly. They're just their own thing. And I'm not even going to make fun of AEW with this statement, but really compare them. Financially, you're talking about a 10% like, well, well what's the WWE value at the minimum? As a company. Now, what's their stock price? I mean, you can probably check the stocks, for, probably, probably 40. I'm sure it's like $40 off. a share, $50 a share. So how does that equate to billions? Well, how many billions does this company equate to? I, I would have to look that Regardless, up. it's multiple, right? And we know AEW was founded on $100 million. Now, we don't know exactly what they got from network deals, but we know they have to pay talent. So you would assume they somewhat offset, especially when they sign guys like Sting and God knows what Cody Rhodes pays himself. WWE is... at. At close today, worth $58.40. They had to jump today, right? $3. I wanted to buy them years ago. I did. Funny story. I actually did before the Saudi deal. I bought it at $35. It's my first time messing with the stock market. Bought three shares at $35. Just fucking around. And I told like one of my friends, it's mania season. This is when they make the most money. So if they have a good quarter, I could sell after mania season. Sell so three shares? Well, no, I was just, well, I don't have fucking, not all of us sit here on, on wow. millions, PJ. They were, up, they were up a ton two years ago. They well, exactly, and that was what the happened? boom. So after the Saudi deal, their stock price doubled. They got up to about $78 a share, I yeah. think. And then, you know, after COVID and, and the Saudi controversy, isn't it went the, down. Isn't the majority of their stock owned by their own company? They sold ownership? off a shitload no, of shares. I know they sold off a lot. Vince sold off a bunch of shares to do the XFL. Hunter and uh, Stephanie's been selling off shares for years. They actually got brought to court about that shit recently because they've been selling off shares right as the company's been but, I mean, four tanking years ago, at times. Four or five years ago, they're at $17 a share. Now they're at 57 So, But it's also different because you had the Fox money coming. There's yeah, a lot of a there's lot a lot of variables. Sure. Well, hey, look. We're not Fox business. That's JBL. <laughs> we're just Ring Crew Radio. And I'm here to tell you that this... Peacock deal. To me, it's tremendous for WWE. Brilliant what business. As far as the... Is that Thunder? I don't know what that was. There must have been someone moving a chair. But that. But also, I think The Rock, his show is on NBC. I was going to ask about interesting. that. Yeah. Little Rock or Tiny Rock. Yeah, I saw a commercial Baby for Rock. that. Baby yeah. Rock. Pebble. Pebble Rock. <laughs> That's what Big Show called him. Uh, something like that. But, but that, yeah, man, the Peacock deal is well, big. That guy looked exactly like his dad, though. Did you see him? I did. My God. I did. But that wasn't the only wrestling news, my friends. There was another big item. <laughs> Frank, we won't go into details, but a little while ago, you and I had a moment that clarified life for us. <laughs> that there are just weak people, and then there are strong people. And now that I'm listening... What's going on in society? I'm starting to realize more and more this is true, and I don't think it has ever been more demonstrated 
than what happened with The Undertaker on Rogan's podcast. So before <laughs> we get into exactly what The Undertaker said about the state of the industry on the Joe Rogan podcast, Frank, you watched the podcast beginning to end, yes? Yes. As did I. I think we're of one mind on it. What did you think of the, the interview as a whole? Well, I texted you and I said it was disappointing. I was disappointed with it as well. And I love Rogan. And I love Rogan too. And I knew that Rogan was going to struggle with this because Rogan... He's not a fan. He's not a fan, but see, there was hope because he did a great interview with Jake the Snake. But Jake the Snake's got a lot of outside shit that he could dive into. Taker, not so much. It basically became an episode of Taker detailing his bionic limbs. <laughs> yes. Which, was, yes, yes. Which, if, after if, a while, kind of just got fucking gross, the you, amount of things you this wanna, poor guy If went you want to know about torn quads and biceps and bad knees and bad hips. He has a fucking ball, a metal ball around his hip joint. This man is literally a robot. It's he's, insane. He's more artificial than human. And that's what they spend the majority talking about. They had, like, an old-school Attitude Era fan there to kind of steer. But even he sucked. I mean, he wasn't very and, good. And that's very disappointing. That guy almost actually worked for the WWE. That's Tony Hinchcliffe. He was he had an interview for a writing job there. He actually got hired, and then he didn't take it because he didn't want to go to Connecticut. Well, the poor guy, he's not going to sit there and ask Undertaker details about SummerSlam 1999 right. with Joe Rogan there. who's going to say, what the hell are these guys talking about? But you could at least... Well, you were there for 98, yeah. right? Well, you could at least bridge it and, like, when he's going through the injuries, have Jamie pull up the clips or something. Like, it needed to be a little more wrestling-oriented for me because I'm a wrestling right. fan. But also, as a Joe Rogan fan, it was your run-of-the-mill uh, interview. It if you never like watched... his heart was in it. It looked like he was half-interested. Well, I could tell you why. Because he was half interested. That's Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan can't fake being interested about wrestling. It's He's one of those people, that, and again, for some people that have spent their entire life in legitimate fighting sports, it's very hard to buy somebody getting in the face with a fireball. You know? So I well, we got plenty of that coming down the pike. <laughs> Don't worry. But I respect that. I just say, like, you know, at least let the other guy fucking talk and do something. But again, the only thing I learned was that my lord, The Undertaker had to literally at some point in his career be just surgery, recovery, back on SmackDown, injury, recovery. That was him toward the end. And it's just sad. It really, it made me more upset about what this guy went through because this, no human being should have to have that much metal in their fucking body. Well, he's a grown man and he made grown man decisions. Now, Nick K. Fabe, you didn't see the podcast? I watched some clips of it. Okay. But I didn't watch it. So on to what did The Undertaker say that created such a stir? I'll tell you right now. I'm going to read verbatim. Uh, Rogan asks, do you still watch the product? Undertaker answers, I try. It's tough right now for me. The product <laughs> has changed. It's tough for all of us, Mark. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Take. <laughs> it's tough for all of us. But he went on to say, the product has changed so much, and it's kind of off. I'll probably piss a lot of people off, but they need to hear it. It is what it is to the young guys who think he's bitter, he's a bitter guy. I'm not bitter. I did my time. I walked away when I wanted to walk away. I just think the product is a little soft. There's guys here and there, and they have an edge to them, but there's too much pretty and not enough substance, I think, right now. One of the things that happened was that this generation before, we all got old at the same time, and there weren't enough guys to work with the young guys. And he went on to say, he says, back in my day, there were some crusty men with guns and knives in their bags, and shit got settled in the locker room. Men were men. Now all they do is play video games. <laughs> <laughs> Nicky K. Fates, 
What do you think of what The Undertaker said? I, I don't know about the guns and knives thing. I mean, that might be a little too much, but... You needed to have a fucking gun and knife <laughs> in your bag. <laughs> you might have been back in those days. You had some crazy Imagine Vader coming up to you and asking you for some fucking money. Sid. Sid? Oh, well, Sid was too busy playing softball to deal with any of that shit. Well, also, you Sid had a... stabbed on Anderson you had to death. You had a different time, too, because drugs were so rampant in that time period, too. I mean, they were all that shit now. <laughs> they were all coked out of their yeah. minds, steroided out of yeah. their minds. so it's just a different time, but, um, it, I mean, he's probably not wrong in, through and through, he's not wrong about the product being a little This, this is softer. the thing, this is the thing. It's so hard to do interviews now because everything is is text. Everything we read. We read so much more. We read them in snippets. And it's hard to know exactly what they meant. So he says it's soft. I don't think he's insulting the in-ring quality. I think he was talking about the characters. I think the product is soft. I don't think he's insulting the, in, uh, the in-ring people either because, like, you look at someone like Styles. He was gung-ho about working exactly. with Exactly. So... I don't think he's going to knock those guys. I, I think he's just talking about, you know, in his mind, when he got into the business, we're talking old school guys with big old bellies, smoking in the locker room. Drinking, probably. Drinking, yeah. take no shit. You know, they're on the road. They're all pilled up. Well, they're also, hurt. You also have a time when you can't, everything you do isn't publicized either. So Imagine he had Twitter back in the day. Yeah. We'll get to that, Frank. Well, it's kayfabe. That's what it all comes down to. Back and takers are used to protect that business. I mean, look, you talked about David Schultz slapping the shit out of a reporter who tried to get him on the... Yeah. You know, it, he's not wrong. It would be crazy for someone to say he's wrong. How about that's gonna, his opinion? I, I, who gives a fuck if he's right or wrong? You're not opinion? allowed to have an opinion. Well, right. he's a big name and people are going to complain about him having that opinion about the but you company know what? that he worked with for 30 years. Tough shit because he's right. That's the problem. That's why people are upset because the weak get upset when you're correct. It's it's a known fact. And the well, weak cannot handle Mark Calloway, a grown man among, amongst men who settled shit the way it should have been settled, to a bunch of idiots playing a Madden tournament to fucking for supremacy. This is a locker room for something that's supposed to be taken as serious sport to an extent. Well, they don't do you, even have serious do say, What do you say to the people who say... Well, your generation all dropped fucking dead at 40 because you all pilled up and you all you did was drink and all you did was fight. You didn't take care of yourself. You, you, you lived like barbarians. And now we're trying to take care of ourselves. We've learned from the mistake. Maybe it's better to play video games in the back and to do lines of coke off a toilet seat or stab each other to death like Bruiser Brody in the fucking shower because you didn't agree on a finish or punch each other out in the locker room. What if they said, this is, you know, we've evolved. We've learned from the mistakes of our forebearers. And that doesn't make us weak. That doesn't make us soft. That makes us, perhaps, a little smarter than the people who came before us. Because we're going to retire with mostly natural body parts and not artificial ones. And one of the parts of the way that we do that is by playing video games in the locker room instead of having fucking brawls. <laughs> what do you say to that? But it's not even just that. All right, so the video game comment. Take that out. The product still is soft. Their in-ring work, fine. He even said they're 80 times the athletes he was coming up. The difference is, is they don't give a shit about storytelling or anything that's important with the wrestling business anymore. It's not just the WWE guys, it's across the board. It's become, let's half-ass it and make it look real, but then we'll put bullshit sprinkled in. And yes, wrestling's always been that to an extent, but it was just so much more legitimate then than it is now. 
And I think he's saying soft in the sense of there's guys coming out every week in suits and they don't look like superstars. They're coming out. Forget. I wish they would come back out in suits. Well, and not come out in weird jackets and goggles and hats and all these weird outfits. And he came from a gimmick <laughs> era. He came from an era where you had fucking Doink the Clown. We talk about people's outfits being soft around The Undertaker, who came out dressed like a bat and a fucking <laughs> wizard for most of his career. But anyway, Drew McIntyre had this to say, the reigning WWE champion. I don't agree once or ever, <laughs> especially from an in-ring perspective. I've listened to part of it. I didn't listen to the whole thing. It's, it's pretty new. But he may have been talking about the kind of storylines and characters, etc. Like the co-host there, he was a fan of the Attitude Era. And I think that perhaps he was referring to all the outlandish storylines. Back in the day, they were more sexual-based, more risque, 18-plus. Our current product is PG. There's only so far we can push it, but we're willing to push it. So, Drew, ever the diplomat representing his company in style. Man, I just said it. Spot on impression. I thought, I thought he was here. Wow. Very nice. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. I hope not. That motherfucker just had COVID. He's, That's he look, fine. He's he looks great. He cuts a great promo. Drew is a real, he's a real class champion. I'm not sure if I like him out there with the fucking kilt. I don't, I think it kind of ruined him for me. Made him too. And this is how you know Drew McIntyre is not weak. Notice he said, I didn't hear the whole thing. I got to hear it within context. This is what you need to tell children. Context. You hear it within the context of what they were talking about. And I kind of agree with him. I don't think Undertaker was knocking the in-ring work. I think he's just saying, look, at their age, I'm taking Austin, Undertaker, and The Rock to fight any three guys. I don't care who they are now. Because they're a little tougher. They're a little hard-edged. That's the type of people you want to see fight. You don't want to see clowns fight. You want to see two badass motherfuckers who are just angry and ornery and they're not going to take any shit and then go out there. That's what I think he's getting at. It's a hard product to watch at times. It sure who, is. Who would be your three to put against those three? What? At this moment in time. The current? Yeah. Have a chance? Yeah. yeah. It have to be Roman, Drew. And Orton. Yeah. Something like that. Burnt Orton? No, not fucking Barbecue Orton. Not Freddy Krueger. Don't get me. Can we get to Raw first? Can we get to some? Yes, we're gonna get to we're gonna get to our three or two and our three on our uh, pinfall here. But sticking with the news, we had one more news item. I'm gonna drop kick it over to the to the high flyer. Something came out about the Royal Rumble a few weeks ago, right here on this podcast. You informed the world that you tried to get me in on this Royal Rumble pool, this fucking con job that you're perpetrating against Sold the out, by the way. No help to you, you fuck. And now, I told you the reason I didn't want to get involved is because of all the chicanery and the bullshit that comes out of WWE. And as it happens, the Rumble is now a source of controversy. Frank, what the fuck happened? It's not controversy yet. I just know what's coming. So they announced that on the return of Backstage, which I guess they're bringing back for like a pre-show. Yeah, Renee's going to be in it. Good for Renee. Yeah, interesting. She's is CM Punk going to do it? No. Son of a bitch. He's teasing a Rumble return. <coughs> really? He is. I anyway. Maybe he'll be number third. Oh, no. Anyway, they decided to announce that on this show, they're going to unveil the 30th entrant for the men's Rumble and the first and second for the women's Rumble, which gives me, as a person who has to you know, run a pool, anxiety... Because I guarantee you, if they name the 30th guy, you know... It's you're... not going to be anyone bad. It's not going to be... Any... Well, I don't know. I can see it being like Orton. 
Yeah, and then if I had the 30th entry and you're telling me I'm getting barbecue, boy, I'm going to call the owner of this pool and start bitching because that's what As people well do. As well you should, and you can find Frank Cliff at 1718. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I, I will say this before we transition to our, our two and our three on our pinfall tonight. I do want to say that I have noticed, PJ Stackball has noticed, they seem to be taking this rumble more seriously. It's coming up in a lot of the shows. They're talking about their spots. They're announcing entrances. They're making it seem like a big deal. They're making it seem like everyone wants to fucking win this thing. And I respect it. I can see that they're trying. There is an effort being put forth to make this Rumble seem important. And it's, and it's, it's a should. weird one, too, because you really don't know who's going to win it. I think there's a few options. But... I agree. And if you're curious to hear more about Ring Crew Radio's opinion on this matter... This Saturday, we're going to be dropping probably between Saturday night and Sunday morning. We're going to drop a little pre-show pre-game where we're going to go into our Royal Rumble predictions, our analysis of the show before the fact, and play the world's greatest drinking game. And we're going to get into that next, uh, well, not next week, but a little further down in the week. Frank, before we move on, you want to close out this segment? I'm excited for that, PJ. I don't know the rules yet, but I feel like we're going to get really fucking hammered. I just played it uh, this on my little Royal Rumble drinking game. I just played it Friday night with the Man of Steel, Mike Vernon himself. He came over to PJ's pad with a couple of our friends, and we got we got messed up. I'm going to explain <laughs> the rules to you. Yeah, oh. and a special message to all my wonderful people that did participate in the Rumble pool. I didn't pick the fucking wrestlers. Don't text me when you got goddamn great Kali. I don't care. And if you win, don't tip me. I don't even want it. That's exactly what Bernie Madoff said right before the whole scam fell apart. But all right, so that's the news and the headlines. I don't think, well, you know, they can't cover everything that happens in a week. But I think those were the main points. And so now we're going to move on to our number two, SmackDown. Gentlemen, did we watch? Stackpole watched. I watched... At least half of it. I will tell you, I watched half of it. I caught the other half later on. A different day. I watched half of this with the Man of Steel, Mike Verna. You really hang out with this guy a lot, huh? Yeah, we're boys. We hang out. <laughs> no big deal. No well, big one day deal. he comes on here. Sign our fucking friend, you fucking assholes. Cowards. So, anyway, we saw the continuation of the Adam Pierce, Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, and uh, Kevin Owens storyline. Saga. Saga at this point. It's good storytelling. I really enjoy it. I, I think it's really, really good. It definitely gets the PJ Stackpole stamp of approval for whatever the fuck that means. And Paul Heyman cut a nice little promo in the beginning when he told Adam Pierce, I'm from New York. I'll whoop your ass. You disrespect my tribal chief. And he challenged Adam Pierce to a match. And later on in the night... Uh, Heyman came out and said, card subject to change, which is a callback to, to what Adam Pierce said, yeah. To what Adam Pierce perpetrated on Roman Reigns. And then out came Kevin Owens, and he beat the shit out of Roman Reigns after Roman Reigns beat the shit out of Adam Pierce. Left him laying. Good little build. I'm excited about it. I do not expect Kevin Owens to win this thing. The significance of it, though, that's like the first time I can remember Roman getting left laying in a long time. Has to happen eventually. But it stands out when it happens now. Yes, because this is being booked by mature, responsible, wrestling-educated people. <laughs> Daniel right? Bryan. Daniel Bryan. You know Paul Heyman's involved in this. I'm yeah. sure Roman Reigns has a lot of influence over you know the stuff he does. I want to see Adam Pearce work. 
I want to see that happen. I, I'll be very honest with you. I'm, I'm not just saying this to get a laugh. I'm done with him. I, because he can't talk. Because he refuses. He refuses to talk into the mic. Much like you did for the first couple episodes of Ring Crew Radio. They don't have a mic, though, anymore. I don't give a fuck. He should talk. I can hear everyone else. I can hear everybody on the show. I can hear Adam Pierce. At this point, I really feel disrespected. Be a big that he, boy. That he won't speak up. Be a big boy. Say it with your chest. Why can't he say nothing with his chest? Uh, speak. I'm not back there. I don't You're know. a wrestler. Speak. Do you not remember how wrestlers used to talk to me? When you don't something to me, G. Right. <laughs> different, different personas. Screaming. Different personas. Yeah, Hogan and, and Adam Pierce are two different... If you can't uh, give me a screeching, screaming, coke-filled rage promo, I got no time for you. <laughs> Welcome to the business, bitch. You see what Sami Zayn pulled on uh, SmackDown? That I, was some good shit, man. So, to be honest, I didn't watch SmackDown Live, but I did pop on Twitter afterwards to see what I had to watch. Mm-hmm. Cut out some of the fat, you know? Mm-hmm. Then I ended up watching the whole thing. The Sami Zayn picture, I saw him handcuffed to, to the ringside... With a picket sign, I love it. I th- th- this character. It is hard for me to believe that Raw and SmackDown are booked by what is majorly um, the same people. Creative team. Yeah. The fact that they had Sami Zayn come out so early and he stayed all night, they built it. That reminded me so much of an old school Attitude Era angle. Yeah. Like the APA would stand ringside the whole show, you know, for one reason. Or they would have something that threads through the whole show. SmackDown feels like a show. It feels like a story. And you're watching the story develop over the course of the night with all the different characters doing their different things. And I'll admit it, I was wrong about Sami Zayn. I was wrong. I used to not like him. I've been watching what he's been doing lately. He came out with a documentary crew. He's talking about conspiracies. He's looking like a communist. I fucking love it. I love everything they're doing with him. I was wrong about Sami Zayn. He's not better than MVP. He's not. But he's very good. I think MVP, by the way, won the Pro Wrestling Illustrated uh, Comeback of the Year Award. Good for him. Hmm. You were right about him, then. Oh, it was a no-brainer. <laughs> I'm shocked it wasn't Rusev. No, Miro. Rusev. No. Miro. <laughs> Why are you calling him Rusev? I thought that was his name. No, Rusev. It changed. It's Miro. Fuck him. <laughs> You're putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Speaking of, uh, like, a lot of hasn't been back, huh? I don't want to talk about that. They put it through 45 yeah, tables. Yeah, Move on. I love Sami Zayn. I have been talking yeah. about him for a while. Yeah, he. I mean, he's doing some funny shit, and this is what I like about the Rumble. Everyone's getting a little he'll, story. He'll probably get eliminated I, real quick. Either that. Real quick. Sometimes. He's going to go under the ring and come out. Sometimes, come back out. Sometimes the quick rumble eliminations are the best. Remember when Muhammad Hassan came out and everyone stopped fighting and just looked at him? <laughs> and then they tossed him out. Well, Santino, run. too. Didn't he get like the the one second one? Well, Santino did. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah, but Santino got the payoff. He was the last <laughs> man in the rumble. And yeah, he was. But and yeah. Titus O'Neil had a quick elimination. Well, Did you fell, ever see? No, that was the greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, he fell into the ring. Oh, he fell into the ring. Oh, that was fucking you, hilarious. I know it's older, but did you guys ever see like the Bushwhacker one where he just walks in and walks right out? <laughs> he never broke stride. <laughs> you know what I was just... <laughs> he just was, went right back into the locker room. I was literally just thinking, I could have swore I'd seen that, and I thought it was Hacksaw that did it. No, you It was know, one of the Bushwhackers. He did that. He did the march to the ring. Yeah. He got in. Sidestepped him, threw him over the top, didn't break stride. Power walked all the way back to the back. 
Which, by the way, as an Australian-American, that is how we walk at all times, in case you didn't know. We just wow. hands Good up ball. and down. And if you want to hear more about the best Rumble moments, tune in this Saturday for the pre-show pregame, baby. We're going to be talking about Rumble moments, good and bad. And finally, this was not bad. This was very good. From our lips to God's ears, I think the creative team is listening to Ring for Radio because one week we say Cesaro needs a push. And so it begins. Cesaro, who the fuck did he beat on SmackDown? Fucking HBK Jr. Dolph. He's not a, he's not an HBK. That's the most What did you just fucking that say? That is the most ridiculous opinion ever left. Cut the show. Get out. Controversy creates cash. Everybody has the right to their own opinion, but that's just absurd. That's it's not just, even an opinion. You're just an asshole. Fuck you. Yeah, that's not right. Um <laughs> but Cesaro, do we think he's got a chance? I mean it's at the it, rumble now. Nah, I don't I mean, hey, he won an Andre the Giant. They're going to push that. I think he's going to get a nice run in this He'll Rumble. get a good run. He'll get a few eliminations. He'll probably have the most eliminations. He's probably going to turn on Shinsuke. Maybe they do run a little rough shot or they do it separately and then he throws out Shinsuke uh, or vice versa. That's, that's my bold prediction. He has four eliminations. Wow, that's really fucking bold, k it's, it's the most of the night. What's bold? What's not bold about that's it? That's the most. Four eliminations four is the most of the night. Yeah, four or five. Well, yeah, no, no, no. Well, four or five. Pick one. Five. We'll I will take the over. Five by one person. Anything, whoever has more than five, I win. Do you think someone's going to have more than five eliminations? Yes, I do. But who? I don't know yet, but that's stupid. Five eliminations? You need I'm, to make someone look good. I'm with K-Fabes on this. I don't think anyone's breaking five. What if Braun comes out? Braun they, hasn't been there in a while. They had Lesnar eliminate a lot that. of people Braun last year. I don't think they're going to do it again. Lesnar yeah. tied the record. I think it was like 15. No, we didn't. No, no stop it. I, I believe. 15? I believe. No way. 15. You can look it up. Every time Frank gets excited, he reaches for his phone. This Let, is a man challenging hit 15, an addiction. Let him hit 10. I think he hit 11. I think he hit either maybe 10. Or, I oh, think 10, 10 had 11. 11 right? right. Yeah. So I think he maybe got 12. Yeah, no way. Frank's going to look it up. But anyway, like we said, this Saturday, the pregame, pre-show, it's very exciting. And, and wait, if you want to, I'll, I'll make that bet with you. But what, how does the two eliminate, like if one person, it's a half. It's a half. Or right. if there's four people, it's a quarter if you want to get specific. All right, so what do you want to bet? These are two people here, ladies Lunch. and gentlemen, who tell me Fine. in the eye. They look me in the eye every week and say, we don't gamble anymore. And here I'm watching them. We gamble on lunch. I, animals. What's the difference? That's how it starts. What are we getting for lunch? Wendy's? Wendy's? <laughs> I'm trying to read and you tell me Wendy's? <laughs> don't mention food while he's reading. It's distracted. 15 eliminations. Get the fuck out 13. of here. 13. Alright, you were off. I was yeah. off, but I we well, were I mean, in the middle, you fucks. 15, you guys said 11. 15 is half the fucking rumble. I, that's what it felt like last year when he was tossing yeah. people out. <laughs> I think, I think Lesnar will be there, but he'll come out like 20. He's you probably, think, think Lesnar's going to be in it? Yeah. You know what, gentlemen? Save this for Saturday. Okay. Save all the rumble talk for Saturday, and a little bit later we'll get back to the rumble. But we have to talk about our pinfall. Our number three item, Monday Night Raw. Oh, fuck's sake. Raise your hands. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Fuck this shit. I know fucking. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about Raw? <coughs> yes. Okay. <coughs> we're opening our bottles and we're starting our smoking. Frank, did you get through the whole thing? <coughs> um, no. Nikki Kayfabe, did you get through the whole thing? No, but that's because I fell asleep. I, I went to bed, too. I, I tapped out. So we all tapped out. We didn't quite get through this show. So I'll run through the card very quickly, and you just let me know when you tapped out. 
And I'll let you know when I tapped out because I did not survive the whole thing. I didn't. It's bad. It's really, it's really. I was flipping, but it's really a bad program. Now I was try, I tried to watch, man. I was talking to a couple of friends. They were texting was, me. Yeah, they know we do the same. show. And, I was doing the same. I was watching. I, your, yeah, they lasted more longer than I did. I was watching <laughs> Your Honor, that new Brian Cranston show. I'm just plug Brian Cranston. I like him a lot. Good guy. I'm, I'm sure that's going to do a lot for this man. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure he's gonna, he's gonna really benefit from being mentioned. Uh, if he wants to come on the here, that would be pretty. Don't you shut the fuck up, Kevin. <laughs> All right, so opening segment outcomes: McIntyre, he survived COVID, and again, I, I don't know how this is going to sound. Don't take it the wrong way, you weak people. But you know, he's out there saying, "I want to give my respect to everybody well, well, who beat the COVID." What is that? That Drew McIntyre. No, that was, no, that was a little bit different. That, that was, sounded like a gypsy haggling. <laughs> <laughs> that was what the fuck was yeah, that? That was different. How do you go from Scottish to Aladdin? Well, fuck off, all of you. <laughs> so McIntyre came out and he and he gave the thank you so much and the whole thing. Like I don't remember Austin. You sound like that. the guy from Hangover One. I don't remember Austin <laughs> coming out and saying. I want to thank everybody who was there when Rikishi hit me with that call. <laughs> I never or, remember him saying that. I just don't. And he comes out, he's all smiling. I want to thank everybody for all the all the cards and the letters that you sent. Like, shut the fuck up. Hold on You're a, a badass Scottish motherfucker in a skirt. You look like a million fucking dollars. And, you, and you're out there thanking everybody. I get you're a baby face. I get you being nice. I get you, you know, COVID's a real fucking thing. And it's destroyed people's lives. I get the whole thing. But it just reeks of softness. Steve Austin fucking survived the staph infection and beat the shit out of Kane in a fucking hell in a cell first blood match. This guy had fucking COVID and he's out there preaching like he's fucking survived something. It's ridiculous. Well, he did survive COVID and, you know. Why so do they have to make a good moment so corny? That's almost that's as bad as that's I'm problem. in remission, y'all. Yes. You couldn't do anything else with that? Yes. I agree with you. And I'm all for, you know, the guy healing from cancer, but Jesus Christ, that was the corniest shit he could have possibly... That was like sucker and succotash. Yeah, it's corny. I know it's a feel-good thing, but the audience, we recognize it's a feel-good thing. We knew the minute... All McIntyre had to do was walk out there and look great. Lift the belt, put his sword down. And we already know fucking guy conquered COVID. What a fucking man. You don't have to talk about it anymore. Austin didn't talk about his broken neck. Angle didn't talk about his broken freaking neck unless he was a heel. Because that's what heels do. They brag about overcoming shit. Drew McIntyre, she just went out there. But anyway, so McIntyre goes out and out comes the Miz and Morrison. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is when the high flyer (laughs) tapped out like I was in a fucking sharpshooter and Earl was the ref. And I kid you not, Frank Cliff texted me and said, I'm done. Because out came the Miz and Morrison... And Frank, the smartest man in the room, jumped off this train before it went off the rails. Out come Miz and Morrison. Let me tell you something. Why do you hate him so much? It's a bad shtick. Every fucking fucking week I got to see these two assholes in their fucking $4 suits looking like a couple of dicks. Coming out like they look like Wall Street Coke dealers. They look horrible. They cut a stupid promo. They sound like fucking teenagers in a goddamn high school lunchroom. Goldberg! I hope someone, I hope either McIntyre or Goldberg takes that fucking briefcase and shoves it up the Mrs. ass. Correct. And not on a work, <laughs> in a shoot. I hate these two. They've literally made me hate them. Their so, promos are terrible. They sound like shit. They look fucking stupid. And I'm shocked. 
Because they actually had a goddamn match this week. And I still could give a fuck less. So, Miz and Morrison, in your opinion, have reached what they call X-Pac heat. Channel-changing heat. It's not heat like, wow, I really hate this heat. I can't wait to see somebody beat him up. I'd rather just not watch television than watch you on my television. Correct. And so, Miz and Morrison came out. They acted obnoxious. Out came Goldberg. I thought he was going to be the promo, Nikki Kayfabe. I thought Goldberg was going to say, Drew, <laughs> you know how this ends. You know exactly how this ends. I thought Goldberg said something real quick and he got the match over and I was fine with it. Yeah, they kept it short because that's what they do with Goldberg. But I'm saying that's where really where he should have do a little bit of a heel edge and say, I'm here to take the belt McIntyre like I do with everybody. Like I did with Kevin Owens. Like I did with The Fiend. Thank like God I did he did. Rock, and like yeah. I'm going to do with you. I'm yeah. going to beat you. I'm going to take your belt. I'm going to go to Mania. I'm going to get a big payday. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And I thought that would really put a little fire behind McIntyre. I, I did like after Goldberg said that he's next, they pulled Miz and Morrison in the ring. Goldberg hit the spear. McIntyre hit the Claymore on one, uh, respectively. Cute. They're but keeping them apart. The, the they, don't want up, them, they don't want them to get physical. The kick up from McIntyre. He did it with his belt on. And the kilt on. Yeah. Amazing. I'm glad you, uh, bro, I'm I shocked you noticed it. I yeah. noticed it too. He had the belt on, he had the kilt on, and he still did a kip on. I don't know how he did it. I said, I said, wow, that's impressive. Because he's a fucking man and not a piece of shit. <laughs> he's not a big, fucking dude. soft. He's a big fucking dude, too. He's big. He's a good looking dude. He's a top notch athlete. He's a great champion. I'd put the fucking belt on him if he was my, uh, my employee. Yeah, 100%. So from there, we went to this debacle that was Charlotte versus Shayna Baszler, and that ended in a DQ. And then it became a tag match with Nia Jax and Lacey Evans and Baszler, yeah, Charlotte and Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. And then they botched the finish. That was and bad. And then it got restarted. No, that botched finish was bad. I Charlotte looked confused as fuck. She didn't know what the fuck happened. It was it was awful. It was a false. It was a botched count out. I respect that they restarted the match. I thought that was kind of cool. If you're going to do a botch, if someone's going to get fucked up, at least have an authority figure well, come out. It's a good thing is that the refs aren't holding off from actually finishing something when they're not supposed to. Rule which number one of refs, they say count it like it's a shoot. Yeah, which... Unless you're Tim White, WrestleMania 2000. <laughs> <laughs> when he used to... We talked about it last week when, when Hardcore Holly hit the guy. Oh, right, 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 right. He right. counted the two and had a seizure. Yeah. <laughs> the third. That's not even the worst thing that happened to uh, Tim White on WWE television. Remember, they used to have him do suicide segments. <laughs> he killed himself <laughs> every week. week. What the fuck? What they got away with? But yeah, Nick, this whole thing was a goddamn debacle. Yeah, it was. It wasn't good. And I like I I like three or four of the people involved in it, and it just wasn't good. Then we we had Xavier Woods versus Slapjack. Yeah. I, here's the pros. I don't want to be too negative. They're doing something with retribution. They're trying, man. Retribution's behind uh, the table. Probably one of the what can you do? What could you do with names like Slapjack yeah, and T Bar? They were doing from the start, but Ali can carry them. He's look, very good on the mic. They look like a bunch of S and M fucking yeah. porn stars <laughs> that escape with their masks on. They look they like were... dodgeball when they get the wrong uniforms. <laughs> yes, that's it. it's fucking horrible. Ali's um, good though, but he said that he's going to take Kofi's spot in the Rumble, which kind of plays off how Kofi. Took his spot in the chamber, eventually went to Mania, won the title, kind of had the spotlight for a few months. Which Ali, who knows what could happen. If you let him last in the Rumble for a little bit, it could be interesting. Yeah, it could be a nice little push can, for them. He's a good worker. He's good on the mic. I don't, obviously, he's not going to win. Uh, but having a good little feud with him 
and maybe send some up for the Rumble could be a positive. I got a prop bet for you. How many of them get into the Rumble? Uh, I think I think Mia Mia Yim Mia Kim Mia Yim, Yim goes in Mia the girls Yim one. Goes in the girls one. I don't think any of them get in the guys. Only only Ali. only Ali. Yeah, I will take the over. Maybe maybe T Bar. So you're saying two? Two. Yeah, I don't think I. Yeah, don't I agree think. with that. All right, we're not betting on that one. Keep going. <laughs> you two are the definition of weak. <laughs> so from there we went to uh, Riddle and Our Truth. They interrupted the VIP lounge. So there was a moment here that caught my eye. Out comes Shelton Benjamin, and he's the only one in the hurt business with a mask on, a COVID mask, and then he just pulls it off his face like it was. Donald Trump returning to the White House. He pulled it off mad theatrically. Oh, fuck. I and think I he just, forgot. You think he just went out there? It's because the mask has become such a part of our lives I now. I think he really just forgot. But MVP wasn't there to say, Shelton, you going to go out with that on? <laughs> There's one guy that would have noticed it that wasn't a TV this week because R.I.P. Rod McMahon. Yeah. Vince McMahon wasn't a TV. If Vince saw that, he, what are you fucking nuts? Not even Drew has the mask on, and he had the fucking God, God damn it! Get it off your face. Take Put it on Christian's face. <laughs> the blue dot. But yeah, so we didn't mention it in the news because there's not much to say on it. But you did bring it up. Rod McMahon, Vince McMahon's brothers, passed away. R.I.P. Yeah, I said I read that he was supposed to be the funeral at the funeral when when Vince's uh, limo blew up. Fucking Benoit. Yeah. Fucking piece of shit. I always sit there and think, what would have that storyline played out to be? Vince was going to say that Kennedy. Was it? I thought, wasn't that also tied in with the illegitimate child? I thought Vince was going to blow himself up and said that he did it. For The Rock? Yeah. (laughs) It was me, Austin. Just mixed them all up at the same time. Yeah, the limo exploded. What the fuck? I remember that ending. They framed Stone Cold. Yeah. I had nothing to do with fucking Vince. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, man, Roderick McMahon, he was some kind of, he kept a low profile, didn't get involved in the business. And your brother's Vince McMahon. Yeah, and you have no involvement. And you're trying to keep a low profile. But he had Hey, Rod, I saw you, you, your brother fought God this weekend. (laughs) That's really amazing. (laughs) Like, yeah, that was him. <laughs> Vinny. <laughs> but you yeah, know how he gets. It looked like he was in like other types of business. He kind of took the Shane route. He went and did his own thing. Well, I, imagine having to compete with Vince. Look at Fox and fucking Scar. Jesus uh, Christ. Who's out there fighting for the... Uh, well, no. Well, Rod, I think, I think Vince didn't grow up with... Yeah, he's got an interesting backstory. Yeah, there's something there. Like, his father found him when he was 13 or some shit. Yeah, there, there's a lot of weirdness. Maybe at a later date, unfortunately, it's probably going to be the Vince McMahon fucking death show that we will... Well, the jeans don't look good. Yeah. God willing, he'll live another hundred years. I'm not sure he's capable of dying. He'll be dead. So I told for, Satan, fuck off. He'll be dead for three years before he realizes it. <laughs> but... Alright, so Riddle and R-Truth, like we said, they interrupted the VIP lounge. We transitioned into a match, R-Truth versus AJ Styles, which looked a little entertaining. Here's where I'm ready to tap, because I, I got to the end of this match and then I tapped out. Yeah, now my curiosity is, is Styles going to face Cena? Because Truth is doing some Cena stuff. He's... Well, he's always been silly. He always said growing up, back, I love Johnson. Gonna... That's a fucking mania match if I've ever seen one, yeah, because they did it at every other big pay-per-view except me. And Styles and him I love tear it. it down. And Styles doesn't have any direction right now. So... Put Styles over. 100%. Gonna... But Cena don't need it. No. 
But the problem is you now made him a heel with the bodyguard. I, well, so I guess what? you could do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd be fine. As long as, as long as Styles wins. Yeah. And, and If John's back to do some burials. I, mean, I don't want to bring up random shit, but John Cena's behavior at last year's Mania, that... that I like this. You know what? You know what? Hold on. I had an epiphany. PJ, I used to defend that and say, well, if you think of it not as a match and a segment, it wasn't that bad. You know why I'm wrong? Because it was on fucking WrestleMania. It was advertised as a goddamn match. John, you know better than that. Don't listen to Bruce Pritchard. You do your own damn thing. Part of being mature. I'm not friend, doing that. Part on. of being mature is realizing you were wrong. Move on. I, I was weak, and on. now I am strong. Move on. Well, I'll move on, but I'll be honest. I tapped out right after that match. I, I caught the end of Styles versus Our Truth, and that was it for me. I took all I could take, and I couldn't take any more. And I shut the shit off, and I poured myself a glass of whiskey, and I drank it, and I went the fuck <laughs> to bed because I had seen enough. But kayfabe, you stuck with it. So I I'll stuck re- with I'll it for read, a little longer. I'll read through. You're a better man than me, man. So after that, we had Sheamus versus The Miz. Yeah. That deteriorated into I see Sheamus, that. Sheamus versus Miz and Sheamus Morrison. could work, man. Sheamus did build him for something. I remember at the end of the match, he hit the, the chest on the outside to Morrison. And he looked like he was, he was sweating. He was really working hard. Sheamus looked good. I feel like they're building him for something. Which, by the way, if there wasn't enough that you had to watch, you know, John Morrison being a stupid match, you could add the Miz to it, too. I didn't mind the finish either. Sheamus hit the, the brogue on Morrison. Morrison sold it real good. And then Miz snuck up behind, hit the skull-crushing finale, and beat him. At least they I, had the two guys beat the one guy. Because I remember a time where Orton and Cena beat the whole fucking roster. I definitely have a problem with handicap matches, though. And this is actually the perfect time to talk about this. Mm-hmm. The logic on them is so dumb. And it just doesn't work for me unless the person's like seven feet tall. Like if the big show's fucking two people up, fine. But like you're gonna tell me Sheamus is gonna beat up two grown men. You're talking about Miz, he's a former WWE champion, John Morrison, former ECW champion, tag champion, he's done a lot of shit, two good athletes, diverse Sheamus, he's a good athlete of himself. They had to win. We're not talking about two job guys versus Ryback. No, but what I'm saying is two I... job guys versus Umaga. If you have a handicap match, Nine and a half times out of ten, the two guys or the three guys should beat the one guy. That's no, well, I, fucking I agree with the logic of the match. I just think the logic of even having the match is stupid because why would one person agree to fight two people? Well, yeah, that's why. Unless it's like the. I right, so like, in the face, so he's yeah, trying to yeah, you know, overcome the odds kind of nonsense. Right. Anyway. You either have a tag match because you have one guy that says, Look, I'm sick of you two. You both get in the ring with me and I'll beat you both. That's how you do it. Or you do a heel authority figure, and yeah. they say, I'll yeah. put you in the ring with these three guys, and, and that's the other way to do it. Nine times out of ten again, you should have the two beat the one, or the whoever has the advantage win. From there, we went to Alexis Playground, and fucking see it. I think I, I didn't know if it was a nightmare, or I woke up and caught a little bit of it because I kept the TV on. What yeah. I've been doing now, I keep the TV on. Well, that'll keep noise. you sleeping. Oh my no! I woke up, I saw her in the ring swinging, and I just like fuck this. I rolled back over. Did you say anything of interest? I, I like her. Um, I love her. I oh, you like her acting like a nine-year-old girl? I didn't see the whole segment. Swinging on a swing I set. I did see next what happened next with Riddle running the gauntlet. Uh huh. You beat the hurt business. I thought that was really well done. He faced Shelton first. Uh, Cedric. Had a little chicanery, got involved, caused Shelton. Shelton got distracted. Riddle rolled him up, got the three count. MVP came in the ring, 
trying to defuse the both of them. Ref started the match. Riddle locked him in a leg lock. Got him to tap quick. And then they relied on Cedric. And him and Cedric really had a good showing. Uh, Riddle eventually won. Are they breaking up the Hurt business? No, I think they're just trying to get people talking. I mean, they're the best thing on TV. After Lashley came out and just kicked the shit out of Riddle. So. Yeah. And then Edge. Did you Edge, catch the Edge, Edge promo? I think that's the Edge promo. Can you tell um, me what he said? Give me the short version because I got a text in the middle. Uh, when I woke up to a text and he says, why couldn't Edge just be a surprise at the Rumble? So I guess he announced himself. That he, he announced himself in the Rumble. Rumble. He said he lost the title that he never should have lost and he'd come back to win it. I kind of like that. That's why so I had given it. Ten years story building. I didn't mind that it wasn't a surprise because I think they're going to have surprises and there's no fans. So Seven people have been announced having, in the match, Kayfabe. Everything's a surprise. Having Edge... Announce it gets people talking, and it makes the news, and people are like, oh shit, Edge is, Edge is back in the Rumble. I'll tune in. So I don't mind it. I yeah, I get it. I get it. And Edge, again, not to make this all about you know PJ's preferences, I never cared for Edge, and part of the reason was he's just always injured. I know it's not his fault, but he's an inju- he's an injury prone guy, and it was always to me he would lose the momentum, and I wouldn't stay interested in the character. He would disappear. I think it sucks. They brought him in. They had to pay him a shit ton of money. And he's gone. He came in at Rumble. He was injured by Backlash. Yeah, but and he, away had, he went. He had two really good matches with Randy. I don't give a fuck. And I'm fine with that storyline kind of lasting to where it was. I think they would have rushed the finish of it. And I, I never need to see Randy on an edge wrestle again. Where are you going to? I, but I, I don't want to. I don't need to see it. I've well, seen it enough. I saw it when they were both... 25, I saw it when they were both 30, I saw it when they were both But not 40. for nothing, no PJ. Don't see it anymore. You're telling me they don't tell a better story than half this fucking roster? Yes, I think you they do. You have two professionals there, and that's this, the difference. And this goes back to what Taker said. They shouldn't be working each other. Edge should be working a younger guy, and Orton should be working with the younger guys to teach them. The problem is, anytime someone with any talent comes back, that guy only wants to work with top guys, and so all the quality guys are working against each other. And the younger guys are working with are the younger guys. I think Edge will finish this feud with Orton, and then I think he'll go on and face probably other top guys, but nonetheless. Let him fight. I think he's probably going gonna to want to work Styles. Styles, yeah. That's interesting. That's never before. Yeah. I think yeah. he'll work Rollins. Uh, I think they'll probably do the Reigns spear versus spear. Oh. Yeah. So Heyman, maybe, Heyman cutting promos on Edge could be interesting. Maybe it'll work. He'll be buried. I don't. I don't think he'll touch. I don't think they'll get him in the ring with Lesnar. I think that'll be a mistake. No, you can't do that. But then again, Lesnar worked Brian. I know they hate each maybe other. Maybe Brian, Edge, and Brian could be real good. I know they hate each other, but I just had an epiphany. I would. I would like to see Heyman work with AJ Styles as his manager. I feel like they can do some good stuff. Yeah. I, yeah, I know they don't like each other. And then finally, we had the Raw main event, which again I didn't see. No, did you catch any of this, Frank? You went out. I know that. I know that. Did you catch any I didn't of this? Watch the match, but I know Oscar versus Alexa. I know Orton RKO'd Alexa to close the he show. Came out with his face all. all Hold on a second. Up. Let me tell you what happened with me. So I didn't watch. I turned off this bullshit once I saw, you know, Dumb and Dumber. However. I go on Twitter at about 11.30, and I'm like, well, let me just see how the main event went. Let me try to get myself to put this on, right? You know, see, like, a 30-second clip from the WWE of fucking Freddy Krueger RKOing a nine-year-old girl. It's fucking pathetic. I hate this storyline. I hate the burn marks. I think it's stupid. It's fucking creepy. I'm over it. And they need to fucking stop with the bullshit. They need to stop being soft. Man up. 
It's a bad. It's a bad. This angle. is a weak show. It's a weak show written by weak people with weak wrestlers doing weak shit. It's exactly. Bad. Weak all the fucking round. It's a weak week in wrestling. But <laughs> yeah, this Orton thing. Who cares? I don't care. Just get yeah. to the fucking point. Do the stupid feed, the fucking fiend match, where the fiend might actually go over for fucking once. Think he eliminates him from the rumble. Who cares? Uh, I don't I care. Thought they, they that was booked for a while that that was happening, but it's definitely not. So yeah, he probably screws him at the rumble. I hope Orton eliminates himself like the bushwhacker we referenced earlier. I could care less what he does now because he's let this bullshit run on way too fucking long without stopping it. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that brings an end to our three counts, and I want to encourage you. Once again, to listen to Ring Crew Radio every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. To help you get through your week, we drop 7 a.m. every Wednesday. And join us on Saturday for our pre-game, pre-show Royal Rumble. And in just a few moments, we're going to continue our road to the Rumble with a very special match as picked by Ring Crew Radio's own, the High Flyer, Frank Cliff. Yeah, and I picked Cactus Jack versus Triple H the WWF Championship from Royal Rumble 2000. That's an excellent choice. Now, this is a great event for many reasons, but some of you folks at home might not understand where we're at here in this timeline of wrestling. PJ, you want to paint a picture for them? This is what I do. I provide the context. The year was 2000. Nikki K. Fabes, how old were you in 2000? Nine. It took you way too long to crunch those numbers. We just came off the computer scare with this, Y2K. Yes. Which all ended up being Chris Jericho. Absolutely. So, it was the year 2000. This is probably the height of my fandom, maybe just about. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, biggest star in the industry, had just been hit by a car that November. <laughs> in November of 99, he got ran over, which if you remember, was done by Rikishi, but for The Rock. Yes. And later, of course, they discovered it was Hunter. But in Austin's absence created a bit of a um, power vacuum that was filled by The Rock and Triple H. Triple H really ascended at this time to becoming the biggest heel in the company. And I will admit, as someone who openly does not like Triple H or his antics, this was Triple H's best work during this period. He was a great heel. I was going to say, this is... this is Peak Triple H. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to try to bring up 04, this is, as a worker, as a character, it's just 80 times better. Yeah, he was on all cylinders. So he married Stephanie, they're doing the Stephanie McMahon Helmsley faction, and they're going after Mick, the hardcore legend. They, 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 Mick Foley was in their craw. I don't know what he did to them. Poor Mick. They fired him for no reason whatsoever. Right, The Rock organized the walkout. The Rock. communist. Let me tell you something. <laughs> the Rock... Is up to no good at this point at the timeline. This Royal Rumble, and I could say this because it doesn't affect this match, he would go on. He won this Rumble. He won this Rumble. No, he didn't. He's full of shit. The Rock is a man who just buries people for no reason. If you'd like a reference to that, there's a promo he does before this match you could click to just see him innocently bury Crash Holly and Headbanger Mosh for no reason whatsoever. Completely unsolicited. I said it once, I'll say it a billion times. Dwayne Johnson, number one killer for an ascending career. The man has killed more careers than drugs in it, professional it, wrestling. It's insane. He, re- he really attacked Crash and Mosh. For no reason. And like you said, these guys were part of a tag team. So he took down four guys. Right. Well, the Hollies and the, yeah, the, the Hollies and One bangers. full swoop. And then to go on in this rumble, <laughs> he gets thrown out 
by the big show where they fuck up and botch the ending. We right. never really know what really happened. I think they botched it. I gotta go it listen a, to it. It was a botch. It was course. a botch. You know, Rock's so, a big guy. That's a hard spot to do. Big yeah. show has him over his shoulders. You know who couldn't do it? Fucking Dolph Ziggler. But Shawn Michaels sure as shit can. Sure could. what they call it? Skimming the cradle. Skimming the cat. Skimming the cat. Skimming the cat. Skimming the cat. Skinning the cat. Skinning the cat. Skinning the cat. Skinning the cat. Anyway. So both Big Show and and The Rock pour out. The Rock's feet clearly hit the ring first. uh, The ground first. They acknowledge it the next night on Raw that technically Big Show won because The Rock's feet hit the floor first. And The Rock says... It doesn't matter that The Rock's feet hit the floor first. And that was it. And then on we went. Just They said, all right, it don't matter. Who's going <laughs> to argue with The Rock? They know better. Look what he did to Mosh. So in reality, Samoans have been writing this show for 20 years. That's why Reigns does what he wants now. It's all full circle. But back to the match we're going to watch. This match features the one of, I think, the best build-up promo videos before the match ever. Right. And it was so good because... It was originally booked, I believe, Mankind versus Triple H, and Triple H beat the shit out of him on, like, SmackDown one time, or maybe on a Raw. I think it was SmackDown. Beat the shit out of him. And then out came Mick Foley, and he says, Mick Foley is not ready to fight you at the Royal Rumble, but I found a substitute, and I think you know the guy. And he pulls off the mask, and me, at home... And opens the shirt. And he opens the shirt. But when he pulled the mask off, you knew. Yeah. You knew. And, like... Unless, this is how good wrestling was. That this fucking old fat man pulled the mask off and everyone went, oh, he's going to kill him. <laughs> everyone went, oh my God, this fucking guy, he's tough, he's bad, you don't understand. I was like, mom, you don't get it. That's not McFoley. That's Cactus Jack. And he's going to fucking kill Hunter. And, and credit to Mick Foley, as you guys will see, this this is a completely different worker than Mankind. It's, it's, yeah. He's sadistic, he's diabolical. And credit to Triple H, because Triple H could have, and I guarantee you he would do it today, he could have just went, and did like a laugh, right, when Mick Foley took off the mask, and that would have killed him. But Hunter sold it. Hunter looks like he legitimately shits his pants during that. It looks like he saw a ghost. Oh, like, yes, yes, And he beats yes. up the fake mankind. And- Fucking raging erection the whole match through. It's an MSG. It's the Royal Rumble. WWF is at the peak of their business. Howard Finkel's announcing. You get excited, Howard damn it. Howard Finkel's in the goddamn building. Go to your WWE Network right now while it's not on Peacock. Pull up Royal Rumble 2000. We're doing a watch-along. Nikki K. Fabe, put the fucking phone away. Fill up your cup. Let's do it. I'm, Frank, timestamp this motherfucker. We're starting at what hour? Six minutes and 20 seconds. And we're going to go press play now boom and we're off is this one triple h is using the wwf championship logo yes absolutely one of the best theme songs ever triple h is my time i remember that taxi cab this is hold on nikki this taxi cab entrance i remember it vividly i love his music too i also remember this was taz's um debut um royal rumble he came out he choked out the olympian yeah, before he was choking on commentary, he was choking out Olympians in the bowels of Madison Square Garden. Are we able to listen to the My Time entrance? Cause that, that you know what, fuck it. We'll take the risk on that one. They ain't going to sue us. <laughs> you hope not. Cease and desist from WWE. Well, we'll see. It only takes one. <laughs> I love that theme song. It's my time. It's my time. Look, Foley looks good. Yeah, Foley, Foley looks, looks uh, th- he looks a little bit Foley down. Foley is God. That's... Hey, Triple H is a loser, that's what I'm saying. Tell me... Th- well, I agree with the sentiment. I gotta <laughs> dig, be a little more creative. 
That shirt, too. That shirt, everyone. Foley right now, of course, at the time of filming, is suffering COVID. He said it's, he's got a loss of memory. He's He's got body aches. Nick, I think the COVID. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was Undertaker. Yeah, really. <laughs> or The Rock. Or this or match, rock. as you guys will all see Ooh. soon. Here he comes. Oh, yeah, there it is. Let's listen. Music keep playing, Mr. Dunn. And not for nothing, don't you guys love you this go. fucking old school MSG entrance? I, I yeah. like the smaller. I love that belt. Oh, that's yeah, the that's the belt. That's that is the, the belt. One. That's the look. Look oh, at Earl. Foley's going after him. Look at Stephanie. Stephanie was, she's a good performer. I, I they were good in this role. Her. Before she was like an authority. Well, I mean, I guess she was an authority figure here too, but it was funny then. Now it right. just sucks. She was, now she's a legit. Yeah, like you know she's doing all the deals. Yeah, she's the brand officer. She's going to become the face of the company. I always liked this part of this match because I felt like... How old do you think Steph's here? 20s. 20-something. Late 20s. So this is something I really think was significant for the match because she would always be by Hunter's side doing some dirty heel shit. This is going to make Hunter more legit by him sending her to the back. Yeah. Now, well, obviously, I don't think she wants him involved with Cactus either. He's a crazy fuck. Well, Cactus is sick son of a bitch. As he said, you're going to make me bleed. Wouldn't be the first time. Sure as hell won't be the last. It was almost crumb. the last. But yeah, good music, man. I love that song. It might be one of my top five for sure. Uh, it definitely is my top is five. Is Christian's one of them? Yes. Oh, Jesus. You don't want to let the, the sound play through the whole thing, I take it. No. No, no. no we, com we, we commentate. Yeah, I think we should. And by the way, I'm going to be very... Frank don't want me to say this. I'm going to be very honest. I, I, I read the analytics... Every day. I know people are watching. If we're enjoying the watch-alongs, let us know. If you feel like watch-alongs not what you listen to, not what you're into, you want more news, you, whatever it is, got to let us know. But in the meantime, I agree. I think it makes our show a little different. I enjoy doing this. And for anyone who watches along, uh, we appreciate your support. So in comes Triple H, Nez Foley. Look how sadistic he looks. He's just got Foley those looks facials, good. man. Foley looks good. And Hunter looks good too. So before he blew up too. on steroids. Yeah. Now I happen to know what Foley's saying to him here. He says, "What kind of cologne are you wearing?" Really? And Triple H is going to say, "Your ass." Read his lips. Read his lips. Get ready for it. Good facials by Triple H. Yeah. Selling them. And now, oh, there he goes. Foley really said that. That's what I remember hearing. I, you know, I wasn't there. <laughs> oh, I thought you read something. I did. I oh. did. I heard um, Cactus Jack say, he started it saying, he said, Hunter would always wear these, this pungent cologne. And he said, what kind of cologne are you wearing? Huh? What kind of cologne? He said, your ass. <laughs> and they started fighting. Folio threw a good fist, though. Yeah, I, I love Foley's punches. It's Especially the in the corner here when he's Cactus Jack and he just, oh, there it is. Fires him off. Look at yeah, that. And look really at Hunter. Fires him off. I don't know if there's a single person more, other than Stephanie more responsible for Triple H getting over. Than Stephanie. Than Foley. Oh, than Foley. Other than, other than Foley. Stephanie. Right, well. Well, isn't that, that's something that uh, I think he missed. Too short on the baseball yeah. side, but look at that. Recovery. I mean, Little recovery. Slid out, hooked him with the, uh, the swing and neck breaker. Not to reference Raw again, but I mean, they couldn't get through a count out. And these guys just miss a spot like that. And look at that. On the on the money. This is professional. But I think, wasn't it, 
wasn't there something that they didn't have anyone to really face Triple H, and that's why they brought back Foley to do this whole... Well, I think they needed a bridge for him and The Rock. The yeah. Rock was clearly going to be the next big guy, and what do you do with Triple H as you're building for Mania, where The Rock should have went over, but of course he didn't. Triple H is like that in his way. <laughs> well, it was a, the four-way, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mania this year was going to be the four-way. They're going to bring Foley uh, back for it. But that's Mania, man. We're here at the Rumble. Bang! Head right off the steel steps. Cactus Jack. Let's wait until... I, they, I assume they gig at some point. It's been a long, oh, long time. Oh, yeah. This, that, not to spoil anything, but, you know, it's a Cactus Jack match. There's some catch-up. Frank catch yelled up. at me last time we did a watch-along. Oh, we hit him with the ring belt. Is this I, no DQ? I love the fucking ring belt. Yeah, I, it's... I, uh, what do you call it? Street fight? Street fight. Street fight. When we did our watch-along with Let Go and Lego, man, I... I revealed that The Rock had won that match. And Frank said, "Yes, spoiled it. I didn't know you can spoil a ten-year-old fucking match. Now it's a twenty-year-old match. I'll try not to spoil it for the people at home who don't know who goes over in this match." Triple H has got the chair. Foley's on the outside of the ring. He's saying, "Come at me, son. I'll hit you with this chair right in your head." Well, and, I and got Foley for you. Foley fucker. hit the the Rock and Foley had their equipment match at this point that he took these. Yes, yes that was a year ago. Yeah. yeah, so he took all these chair shots already. Yeah, look at yeah, him. He's not looking straight. He don't even give a shit. Oh, he took one again. <laughs> just straight oh, to <laughs> Now, why put it down? Why throw the chair down? Just beat him. Because he, he needs to pose. Because he needs to pose. Wow. He Where's really... the socket? I thought a socket was coming. He Maybe when he fucking, turns around. He was he was he oh, there we go. This was a pure... This is I, when DX was just pure heel. And, as, and as, here's your normal heel move. You know, hide the fucking... How do you get up from that that quick? I would have been dead. Mick Foley didn't sell. If Mick Foley sold chair, chair shots, he'd never work. Mick never Foley tried to kick out after going through a cell, an off a cell. I saw his little leg get back. Always. Right? His he leg always, always did that. Because he oh, never killed him. Here we go. He's going off the top. He's got the chair on Hunter's this face. This has to fucking suck. And, ooh, oh, a geez. leg drop right That's across. That's straight to the head, too. And he's fucking heavy. He's 300 pounds. Yeah. Well, you're not going to get a pinfall with that. Oh, Hebner. That was a leg. quick... He re, I think Hebner let that one go, because I don't know if Kellner got the arms up in time. He might be concussed from Foley's fat-ass landing <laughs> on his head. <laughs> Foley never looked better than he did here. No. You know when Foley really looked good? His yeah, match he debuted. With, his match with Orton at Backlash. Yes. Maybe we'll do a watch-along one day with that. Oh, that was, man. He looked good. He looked better than What would you say is looked. prime? See, what's funny is everyone remembers Foley for like 97 and 98, but the reality is athletic prime is probably when he, like at that year he debuted. The, when he fought Shawn Michaels. That's, that's games, what I'm referencing to. Oh, man. But he really became a mega star when he did the sell with Taker. That was kind of the beginning. And he really became a mega star after that. And then he wrote his book. This is right around that time. Right. And he was, he was it, probably the third biggest thing in the company, if you think about it. Definitely. I mean, he wasn't bigger Definitely. than The Rock or Austin, but... Nope, but he was close. But he was close. I mean, right. probably he close was, to Rock. Right. You know? He was that second tier. Here we go. Oh, I love oh. it. Nice little old crowd spot. There you go. Look this, at this crowd. Look what they're what wearing. They're in Shep the outfits. Chefs there. What's his, what that the, looks like Dom DeLuise. Holy shit. What Look at everyone just drinking beer. Look at do the you, signs. Do you remember when we were allowed to like be, stand close to people? And, <laughs> Look at this God, guy. Look this at chef. that guy. <laughs> Look at the fucking outfits. My God. I love the nice this, this This crowd screams 1990s. We got chefs. We got a guy with a do-rag. A oh, my God. Guy with a sign that says Lisa loves George. <laughs> Those yeah. signs, too. That, that guy that looks is... exactly like our friend Bambi. <laughs> and it ranges out. Oh, oh here we go. Man. Down the brick, down the brick hallway. <laughs> oh, oh, right into the brick, right. pile of bricks. That has to be real brick too. 
Oh, this is a fucking gruesome spot if you look close. He's pulling out the pallets. You know what we're talking about. It's the stuff you put the heavy shit on when you take I don't, it off a truck. I don't think pallets. these were gimmicks, by the way, guys. No, no, they don't look gimmicks. Because I can tell you why. It's coming up. This truck oh, is why. about to get his oh, fucking yeah. thigh ripped open. Oh, yeah. No, his calf, I think. Maybe it's... Yeah. Bang. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, my like, own. What, Was what, that it? Is he bleeding already? What did he, what gets, what I thought his there? leg gets... Oh, maybe it's uh something later. I think it happened already. Let's try to see. Did he oh, yeah, he's holding it. Leg? Yeah, it's yes. his fucking calf. One of those freak things. He says that his shoe, his boot got so there filled it is. with blood. Yeah. Bang. Oof. Oh, my goodness. Just hit him with a trash can. So what, hey, what did he get? A splinter? No, well, yeah, like a piece <laughs> of wood. It was a, a big fucking splinter. He got, like, a big chunk of that wood stuck in his leg, and he had to, like, pull it out real he quick. He got shanked. Jeez. Yeah, That's one thing shit. about Triple H, though. He always finished matches when he was really hurt. Even when he blew out his fucking, his, uh, quad. Did he yeah. finish the matches, or did Sean finish You got matches? a way through, though, right? Sean finished that, the he last one. He couldn't walk. Sean finished the one in Saudi. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Sean finished the one against Rated RKO. Austin, just happened to be Austin tagged. finished the one where he tore his quad in 2001. Not for nothing. Well, I mean, you have to have yeah. someone else finish those matches. What the fuck is he going to do? As Foley Not get rams injured. His, Don't as, take steroids. As Foley rams his head repeatedly into a steel gate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This was a great match by any stretch. It's a great match with great builds. Two great athletes, great fucking ref, great crowd. So, great perfect run. amount of hardcore shit, but it also gets back to the ring, and I, I appreciate that because they could have just sat here and played in this fucking hallway for ten minutes. But <laughs> and Sean's gone at this point, right? He's Sean is gone, oh, getting paid four hundred k to do nothing me on the goddamn concrete. The garbage pail too. Yeah, oh, a back suplex. Jeez, this guy Foley, man, he just didn't care. And if you look on the floor, oh, this... There it is. There's his leg, folks. If you watch along with us, his leg is mangled. You can see it's gone through the boot. I remember him saying backstage in some backstage interview, he says that um, this was a shoot, obviously, years later. He said that his boot got so filled with blood when he took it off, it just poured out. Yeah. So all the blood was going into the leather boot. And you that thing it. is fucking hemorrhaging, too. He should have sold that on eBay. He probably would have made a ton. Who the fuck would buy his bloody boot? <laughs> Taking the forearms across the yeah, fosh. Yeah, he really throws some good ones. Oh, that hat, like that, he's hitting him there. Yeah. I think Foley was always at the mind of, I can't go out oh, there and God. give a Shawn Michaels match. I hate this. I hate it so much. Out knee, into the steps. I'm shocked he didn't move. So, yeah, he, they fucked it up, I think, because he... I. He never hit that. He, he always, never hit he that. He loved, always hit he his knees over. He taking his knees into that goddamn... Uh, that always steps. bothered me more than the shoulder going into it. It's like, that has to just... You can't protect yourself on that. It just fucking hurts. And he always flipped, too. Look yeah. at those damn steps. Those things even look more hardcore. Yeah, than those steps are nice. I like them a lot. It just... <laughs> As Hunter spits Hunter a loogie. spitting fucking loogies. There's the nice shot of Foley's ass. <laughs> Those boots are... Oh, there there is. he is, Barbie. So I do have a funny story about this Barbie we'll get to in a little bit. Who but... makes Barbie? Who's responsible? So there's a gimmick Barbie and there's a real Barbie because there's times they wanted to stick Barbie, to Barbie, for anyone at home not following along, is a 2 by 4 wrapped in barbed wire. He was saying, Frank. Yes, so I believe there's two versions of it. I think there's mm -hmm. one that's supposed to get stuck. So like when they hit Cactus, it'll get stuck in his shirt and rip his shirt and shit. The and real one. The real one, and then I think there's a gimmick one because... I've noticed there's a swip, there's a swap coming up. Look at, look Ooh. at, okay. 
So look at Hebner fucking not minding his own business, getting involved where he shouldn't be. He tried to talk Cactus out from hitting with him, which is none of his fucking business. It's a hardcore match. Fight. Yeah, then he gets low blowed. And then he low blowed him, which the ref didn't see, but not for nothing. It wouldn't have mattered if he did see it. Because again, did we mention it's a hardcore match? I believe this is the real barbed wire because Cactus is getting it's the only one they've got. No, <laughs> just wait. I've noticed something uh, over that, the years. That gets stuck. Yeah, see, that's ah, why. Ah, beautiful. But now if you see, watch you know how fucked up it gets, right? Man, Look at the top of it. Oh, so you think they do a swap? I know they do a swap. I figured it out one day. Well, it's good. <laughs> it's coming up. Frank said, wait a second. Hugo Simonovich is a lying sack of shit. <laughs> he said, wait a second. I'm not sure this is on the up and up. <laughs> I'm well, starting to think he wasn't hurt. Well, the first giveaway is look at the fucking thing. It's all mangled and shit. It's off the stick. Here we go. Nutshot. Oh, Ooh. another two nutshots. And here we go. This is an interesting spot. So oh, Earl takes it. He goes to give it and put it under the Spanish and out. They were fully double arm oh, DDT. So look at the attention to detail. And right. The nuance where they said, well, we need to make it feel like it's real. So let it get caught in the shirt. And Foley's going to get this pinfall, but he's not going to get the, the three because the ref's outside playing with this. Hugo puts it under the table. So we are supposed to believe that had the ref been available, Cactus Jack would have won this match with a double arm DDT. Well, it's an interesting thing because historically, I feel like hometown guys always fucking lose. But I remember this night being eight, nine years old thinking, Oh, Foley's looking for the bomb. He's winning that belt. He's pissed off. He's going the fuck out there and he's getting his goddamn toy. You just imply that New York is, well, is it his hometown? Yeah. Long Island, right? Cactus Jack is from Truth and Consequences. Oh, Cactus, yeah. No. He's not from Long Island. No, dude loves from Truth and Consequences. I don't know. We got to see. These fans are not... Look at him. He just fucking put Hugo Simonovich on his ass. And oh, give me the redo, man. You see? Frank Cliff. And if you look closely... Frank Cliff has yeah. discovered the fucking truth. Well, Unbelievable. The other, originally, I didn't even notice that it was redone. I saw that oh, the shit... Bump. Why do they have to do a ref bump in a hardcore match? Well, I guess because... Oh, well, now, let's see him blade. Well, there he is. Did you catch it? Yep. He bladed? Oh, yeah. And Hunter always blades in the same spot, right? The crown of his head, and it gushes every damn time. Woo, baby. Who do you think told him Well, see, there's your dead giveaway. He's holding the barbed wire. Yeah. But if you also look closer, when Hugo Savanovich flips, when he gets hit by Cactus, the uh, the other one gets So you mean the people right behind... We're laughing their asses off. They said, we see what's going on It's a fucking work. Who gives a fuck at 15 fans see? There it is, oh, right at the crown. And we got the red stuff, folks. The blood is flowing. Right at the fucking crown of the head. And that was a good blade job. That shit's going to trickle. That leg is disgusting. <laughs> He's walking on his tippy toes. And bang. Oh, Cactus Jack is like bad toilet paper. He don't take shit off nobody. <laughs> it is pretty funny that Cactus had to get hit with the real barbed wire, but this prick, that's the way we're getting hit with the fucking plastic shit. Oh, you're wearing a shirt, Nick. <laughs> like when he went to the ring in an inferno. Oh, here it is. Excellent. Oh, oh there you go. Why, does, why isn't Foley just beating him to death with it? Just beat him until he can't stand until he hit the ref again. Because he has Earl. to pay him back. No, no, no I'm sorry. Earl Hebner, stay the fuck out of this. So this is personal. Earl. He gave him a pink slip. Earl, mind you, he made The Rock beat me in a pink slip on a pole match. <laughs> no, that's fucking humiliating. I was humiliated. Now you're saying I can't beat this guy bloody? He's going to be your boss one day, Nick. <laughs> God's oh, sakes. Remember when he was the GM they had him in that stupid flannel suit? That was a sad... And he's cutting promos and his oh, teeth are falling out. You look like shit. 
don't know why he had to cut it. And why with the beard? It's got to be so long. Like, yeah, the beard is gross. I know you're slovenly, Mick, but you need to embrace it. <laughs> look, at the, look at the you color see, on Hunter, just, by the way. Did you just see Mick Foley karate chop on his head? He's just like, eat this, Kali. This might have been a dream match for PJ. Oh, just Triple H being dismembered? <laughs> dismembered all over New York City. There we go. We're at the announce table. And you know Jerry Walls is just devastated. Well, this is not right, Jerry. This is illegal. <laughs> Jr. with a, what do you call it? Wow, Jerry man. Jerry Lawler would justify a they homicide. Look at him. Foley not even taking the monitors out. The monitor. Oh, Earl, Earl's trying to. Yeah, the announce. Yeah. Mind your fucking business, Hebner. Who's Look at this. Working for? Look at this. Look, Look at Hebner. this. Look how in there he's getting. He's really getting in there. He's really trying to stop this. Yes. It's a hardcore match. Jeez. Oh. Oh. Wow. The double fall. Look at Jim Ross still calling. He's still got his notes. Look at <laughs> the fucking blood. Yeah, he is bleeding like a sib gentleman. And ladies at home. Ooh. Ooh. So just God damn it. Jerry oh, that was getting. fucking Hunter with his leg. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Sorry, Mick. Fucking asshole. <laughs> Stepping on him like Rick James on the fucking couch. This if is I horrible. were a fan, I would have tried to help him up there. Grab my hand, Mick. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What a flop. Oh, he's, oh, he's shaking. He's doing the twitch. Look at that replay. Bang. Oh, the table. Think about it. Oh, last watch him on. That table couldn't support fucking rock and pump. It's never consistent. It had to be a hard job going through that damn thing. That thing is filled. Make this one reinforced. Yeah, JR's gonna do. eat JR's gonna eat lunch out there. You need a heavy table. <laughs> With his barbecue sauce. The fuck you guys burying Jim Ross? <laughs> he didn't do nothing. Jim Ross probably, if you aren't listening with us at full volume and have them in the background, Jim Ross probably calling a match right now, by the oh, way. Oh, he was great. Still is. And man. you see, this is how you see two men sell the differences king in the ring in Madison Square Garden. They zoomed in on the leg too, so they're noticing it. Of course. But oh, we told the ref. That was a low kick. How you come to pedigree? Oh, the most devastating move in, in... What do you think? Reverse. Let's say Triple All H... Right, here we go. Nick, let's say Triple H was alive in 1945. <laughs> do you think sending him to Nagasaki would have been more devastating <laughs> than the atomic bomb? He would have beat Bruno. Oh, dear God. <laughs> that's, that's a bad... That's a bad cover. It's a bad pinning combination. you got to hook the leg, And, and Hebner not even... You know. notice how the characters consistently, though, not pinning correctly? Like, that's just the way characters check those things. Well, because he's going to kick out. And so, do you mind if I hook the leg, brother? You know, we've heard that right. fucking story before. <laughs> Hebner is just... Hebner's uh, in the pocket of the game. We yeah. know what's going on here. Everybody Look at him. Since Montreal. He's, he's way close. too close. Why close. is he getting involved? He's probably a bump. He's probably a bump coming up. Oh, here you go. Up and over. Bango. Beautiful. Oh, those oh. front guys just got covered in fucking I juice. I also heard, I believe, Triple H's mother is right there at that spot. Oh, is she the one that just got covered in fucking uh, yes, juice? Yes, I oh, remember man. him saying that. Yeah, oh, so, uh, dear God. Oh, that's the leg. There it God is. God damn it, almighty Mick. Why? Why just, did you have to take it? Just threw Mick Foley like a sack of shit into the... And that tape, like, not for nothing... You can't work with the steel steps. There's too many curves and points. Here we and go. Corners. Oh God, I hate it so. I know it gives, but it has to still fucking hurt. Just in it case, just has to fucking Just in hurt. case the knee wasn't totally fucking dislocated. Jesus Christ! I don't even know what the steps now look like. I don't. I like. I, I think they're silver. They look like fucking tin foil. They're gonna get to the point where they're just gonna they're just gonna be hover pads. They're gonna step on. I I actually like. Call me crazy. Yeah. I like the ring. I like the ramp into the uh, ring. 
Like the old school WCW setup? Well, AEW has that. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> uh, but no, I, you know, each their own. The steps are fucking overrated. That's just, but. You know what? If they took them away, like they took I own the company. Everybody slides in. <laughs> no <laughs> stairs. But not even that. Like, one day they're going to stop using the steps as a weapon because someone's going to get upset about it. They're weak. Right. And it's going to be like the ring bell. Like, the ring bell used to be used all the time. The ring bell is never used now. I've not seen a ring bell spot in, like, fucking ten years. You know who knows a lot about ring bells? Nikki K. Babes knows a lot about the ring bell. I have, too. Never give Nikki K. Babes a ring bell. You'll never <laughs> Ooh, get it back. there he goes. He <laughs> took out the knee. Chop block. That's a, uh, that's a tool of the old nature boy. You know where he learned that from. Yeah, and Cerebral Assassin. He's going to start dissecting the knee now. Oh, this he's is... such an assassin. <laughs> Here he's we so, go. So he's so cerebral. Oh my god. I hate the tippy toe walk when he's bleeding. What the is the crimson mask? Oh, right over his dick. Not for nothing. You know, the barbed wire versus the bat. How much more damage does the barbed wire really do? If you're going to hit me in the head with a bat and it has barbed wire, I'm not sure there's a difference. It'll, cut, gonna, it'll cut you on top of. I'm going to be knocked you. the fuck out. What do I care? That's a valid <laughs> point. You're going to bleed to death. Barbie. Barbie, yeah. Yeah, I never understood why they just didn't keep doing it. But what the bar bar? Maybe Triple H is going for the sledgehammer. No, he's going on. He's going. He, if you notice, when Triple H came out, I didn't want to mention this before and get the minds rolling. I think either him or Stephanie. No, it had to be him. Hands Howard Finkel something and said, "You hold on to this till I need it." And oh. it is a a pack of handcuffs, of course. Well, Dave. Because why wouldn't the piss ant heel just beat him? With weapons. No, we're going to handcuff him so he can take more unprotected shots. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I hate seeing this. It's now. a good heat spot, though. It is, but, like, it's because you know what's coming next now. Foley has the handcuffs. He just hit him with the, a jab with the handcuff in his hand. Yeah. Cool little spot. Cool He's little spot. He's trying to hook him. Yeah. There it is. Worked the knee again. He should have handcuffed himself too, Triple H. That's what I thought he was going to do. Oh, no. Foley is handcuffed. Oh, man. I was such Triple a H has put more people in handcuffs than the big boss man ever did. He's put more people in handcuffs than the NYPD. That's <laughs> true. Oh, man. I like that. I like that. Come here. I like that. Oh, man. That was good. Those are good handcuffs. Yeah, look at those. So, you know, because if they're too close together, Mick's really going to be in trouble. There's only so much you can do. You're going to pull an elbow out. So at least he has some uh, segue. I remember hating every time they did this. I hated it, hated it, hated it. I, not because it's a bad spot, but because it's a heat-getting fucking thing. I love Mick Foley at this time. Right, and it's hard to watch Mick when and you're really over And it's hard to watch when you like him and you're like, oh, just because you know he's just going to get a fucking beating. Yeah. And, you know, you don't you hate to see it. But that's good. That's good heat. And it's good, good storytelling because how else do you have Triple H beat up the hardcore legend that survived like a fucking barbed wire right. death match with Terry Funk? Right. Like, you have to you have to build a character here. Notice, notice Earl Hebner didn't do a fucking thing. Of course not. To stop Triple H from handcuffing him. He's in the pocket. He won't, he won't, he won't let McFoley pile drive on him. Yeah. He's kick him right in his nuts. Oh, drop toe hold. Oh. I'm glad, I'm glad Hunter didn't sell the face because you saw that he hit his hand. So that was a good thing. But now, Hebner is just, I don't know. He's not Nick, doing can you do a drop toe hold? <laughs> I can try. Can you do it handcuffed? Fuck. And what a creative spot. Foley just headbutts his balls. Headbutted his dick. What could he do? What else could he do? 
Oh, here we go. The bite. Oh, biting him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tremendous. Oh, yes. my God. Imagine in this era of corona, sad. mask wearing, oh, and sanitation, we used to have guys biting each other's bloody heads on national television Can on pay-per-view. Nikki? Earl Hebner doesn't give a Nikki fuck. Nikki what is Earl? Why is Earl Hebner acting like this? I don't know. He's he's really too close to him. Too close. Anytime, and look, now he's working a hamstring. He's hurt. Anytime Foley gets any offense, oh look Hebner, at this. Hebner puts the fucking kibosh on it. And he's dead. You you know he, he looks Hebner's like he's been hurt. a company man since day one. You don't remember what he did to Bret Hart? I sh- what was he a company man when he was selling uh, their illegal is, merchandise? This is gonna be allegedly fucking can. Here we go, across the back, bang, oh, oh my god, that's a metal chair, it might the be The chair kidding. broke, the chair cracked. Oh, and that hit him right in the neck, the that neck. hit him right in the fucking neck. Now it's a fucking stool. Jesus. And out he oh, went oh, like what a sack sell. of shit. That has to hurt falling without your fucking hands. Oh, I know, Foley don't care. You don't give a fuck, it's gonna sell money. More money to take the kids to Disneyland and make the Christmas room. Sick fuck. I won't be able to remember their names by the time I'm 60, but they'll live like you kings. Get, you have to get those legs through so you can get the get the handcuffs out. That's what he's going to do? He's going to jump like Batman? No, over. no. This is... I know how he gets out of it. I'm trying, I'm not, to, to... I'm trying not to fucking ruin it for the people who, who took 20 See, that, years. Oh, my God. He him. almost hit Earl with the chair. Look at Earl selling this knee. Yeah, Hebner's just too close to this match. Earl's Hebner, knee. back the Fuck up. Let the match breathe, you asshole. He was never a great ref. He really was never. No, he was just there for all the big moments. Yeah. That's the problem. And cleaning Vader's dirty gear, as I learned this week. Come on, Hunter. <laughs> Come on, you dumb son of a bitch. Uh, look at what this What do you think guy. he's saying to him, that? Come on, asshole. Do you know how much fucking money we're going to make? <laughs> Bang! Oh, the oh. Brahma Bull! Oh, look, an ascending career. Let me get my fucking face in Here it. Here comes the Brahma Bull. He says, if anyone's going to handcuff Mick Foley and beat him with a chair, it's going to be me at the Rumble. <laughs> not you, Hunter. I'm not going to lie. When that spot happened, I remember what? jumping out the fucking... <laughs> this yeah, the NYPD cop. Who is this police? So I thought the see. I remember the Rock made the save. I thought the Rock uncuffed him. No, The Rock sends out the cop at the door. The Ro- oh, because The Rock and... The Rock can summon cops because he's oh, Samoan and he he's, runs the show. He's got the same power as the mayor. <laughs> so again, <laughs> gentlemen, I'm just going to state it again. Ascending career, you saw it. Triple H is going up. He's looking and good Rock in this said, match. no, no. And The Rock says, no way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say ascending career. He's the champ at this point. Okay, face. Did that help him? And Triple H has probably more of an ascending career in wrestling than The Rock. From... Top yeah, to because bottom. The Rock ascended beyond wrestling. Yeah, really, because okay, The Rock yeah. hit his ceiling and peaked. And and he, my and, point exactly. And he and he ascended, climbing over the dead careers of people like Crash <laughs> Ollie, Test, Headbanger Mosh, Harry Saturn. Oh my God! Gone. That was a spike that, pile. Look at this fat fuck in the audience. Look how happy he is. <laughs> bang 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 bang! Oh God! Look at that guy. That guy ain't gotten so much. Fun fact: That looks exactly. I won't say because they called him a fat fuck, but he's really not that fat. But he does look like someone we know. I'll tell you off the air. Bruce Pritchard? <laughs> nah. Well, no, yeah, guy doesn't look like Pritchard. Kind of. Look at this guy in his fucking construction outfit. What the fuck? I came straight from work. There's a FUBU jersey. I love that. I'm just, I love watching this shit and seeing like the old, uh, the old gimmicks. Old gimmicks? Yeah, that, that was called, that was called standing close to each other. That's what this gimmick was called. Which you're not allowed to do. There's The Rock. Nobody can mind their own business in this match. You know who had the credit? Stephanie McMahon. 
She minded her own business. She stayed the fuck home. For now. I'm sure she'll show back. Oh, boy. Forward. I wonder what's in that sack. You think it's oranges? <laughs> As he pulls out Al Snow's head, they're like, aw. You know the you know the announce is a question of what's in it. Cause they never know. Ken, you don't think it's you don't think it's Well while they pour out thumbtacks for five minutes, PJ. Speaking of head. Do you remember when Go on (laughs) when there was a hardcore match and they tried to pin head? There she is. There, speak of the devil. Out comes Stephanie. Wasn't head the hardcore champion? Yeah, but they couldn't they couldn't pin him until they pulled out a bottle of head and shoulders and put it under his head. <laughs> was that the gimmick? That was one of them with head the headbangers, I think. That is hilarious. And now we see Triple H teetering. Triple H was not going on these thumbtacks, nor has he ever. You know one of those thumbtacks though? Oh, Fucking holy man. man. <laughs> look at him, he's got one right in his ass cheek. That's was, gotta look he's still turned on. Look, he's rolling in him. Uh, and he loves Orton it. Orton took him. Oh, they're right in his ass. Crack. Orton took him like a gentleman. Yeah, Orton took Flair him. Flair took him. Flair, Flair bumped into him. That's true. Oh, here uh, it comes. Here's one. Because, of course, Triple H couldn't do it. Not without a shirt, man. <laughs> <laughs> Those have to hurt in the boots, though. Oh, Cactus kicked no, the out boots, of the first No, the boots, one. I think, are thick enough on the sole that it's not getting through. Cactus kicked out of the first pedigree. Think about his flesh. Look He's at her wearing the choke, the, le- the leopard choker. Yeah. Those came back recently. They did. They had a little comeback. Uh, I know. I don't that fucking too. know why. Well. 90s. You know, it's. 2000s. The style. Oh, here comes another one. On the Dear fucking tag. To the pedigree. To the tag. Oh, jeez. Oh, Jim Ross Christ. convulsing. Oh, fucking Boy, Earl was afraid to count because the tax, he got yeah. his hands stuck. Suddenly, he's too close to it, and Triple H cops the fall after a hell of a match. Ooh, don't Look at that shit. shit. There he is. I got one in my fucking hand. Well, thanks, Hunter. I got him in my fucking back. I hate Mickey K, babe. I hate him. It's hate just him. always something. With it's him. always something. He can never just do the right thing. It always has to like be... Like Triple H, he can never do the right thing. No, he Monday. did the right thing in this match. He took the uh, the burial... He buried a crab cactus like he's supposed to. He looked <laughs> damn good in this match. But, again, since we're still watching this, let's see how it plays out. Oh, my God. Triple H is literally dead. He has yeah, died. He did a good job selling. He could sell. I, you can't take away certain things from Hunter. He always made his matches feel big. He always did a good job selling. He literally looks like it's the passion of the Christ. This is one of my favorite parts of the match, storytelling-wise. Going to put him on a stretcher. He's going to go out on a stretcher. I thought he's going to leave on his own two feet. Getting applauded by the audience, Dang so he still had the no. hometown moment. Yeah. Once again, Truth and Consequences New Mexico is, in fact, the hometown <laughs> of Cactus Jack. I'm shocked that, I mean, he went one pedigree and then he just... Just I mean, kicking out. out of one pedigree. I mean, that's colossal. Look at the one stuck in his fucking head. Look, like, at, look at Hebner really trying to... Have the weak. Oh, he's one in his neck. Yeah. You know, Hebner was... Uh, this heady long. My goodness. In a rush. Heady long in another... Before we re- You want to talk about ascending the ranks. Thank God he never got sideways with the rock. <laughs> he would have put an end to that quick. Oh, look at him. <laughs> Get the Holy fuck back out of here, you son of a bitch. Is he going to do it? Is he going to oh, attack him? Yeah. Oh my goodness, not let him get through the door. Look at the refs. Now they're not stopping him. There's referee Jack Doan, referee Jimmy Cordero. Whatever happened to Jack Doan? Referee Dome? Tim White, God bless his soul. What happened to Jack Doan? Yeah. Oh, God, when did he know. disappear? 
I'll fully break the stretch that, out. And oh, what a sell by him. <laughs> Jump three feet in the head. Kyoto's there. They look so young. These guys are so weathered now. Yeah. yeah Foley's still going at it, though. Well, Foley looks like fucking shit now. He's just beating the this shit. This Sergeant Slaughter stuff. come out real late. Get the yeah. fuck away from me. I'll hit you with this god. Oh, look at Hebner. Did I miss something? <laughs> look, at, look at Slaughter keeping his distance. He don't want any part of this. That's some mustache. He's got that. Sergeant Slaughter looking like every fucking Italian uncle. <laughs> oh my god, he looks like fucking Uncle Tone. <laughs> he looks like fucking Uncle Tony Caprice. How's Slaughter gonna come out to aid Triple H after he wore a helmet making fun of his lisp like that's a probably, hero? That's probably why Slaughter was so slow to get <laughs> out there. Slaughter's like, I'm keeping kayfabe, Vince. Last time I was on TV, I hated Hunter. I ain't going out there. Foley gets a nice little pop. He's got a little sure. tiny hand. <laughs> right? He just can't open it any further because all his hand fucking fingers are broken. Holy shit. Bang, bang, bang. And this led to the, the Fatal 4-Way Mania. This led well, to first there was a Hell in Well, first there was a wonderful you know, Royal Rumble. Look at Tony Caprice. If you guys want to keep watching this, we're not going to watch it with you. But go ahead. Watch how The Rock didn't win the Royal Rumble, but just claimed he did and it worked anyway. Who's going to stop him? Who's going to tell him no? Who's going to tell Anyone him Anyone who did, he would have fucking buried anyway. Look at Jim Ross looking like a young man and the king looking exactly like he always looks. <laughs> and that's bringing an end to our fucking watch along because Kayfabe is just changing it. He just said, fuck it. Oh, look. Right. Oh, this is a great spot. We're not going to talk about it on air, though. So why don't you put it on while we're on air? You fucking it, piece it's funny. of shit. <laughs> fuck it. Put the music up. See if they could, they could figure it out. No, Folks I at home. Oh my god, just forget it. Yeah, just forget, forget it. it. You're terrible. <laughs> well, there's a lot of good on this 2000 uh this 2000 Royal Rumble oh, and shit, hopefully it's there's a lot of good coming from the 2020 Royal Rumble. That was 20 this was 20 years ago, folks. And the Rumble of course is this Sunday and if you join us on Saturday, it'll be our pre-game pre-show. We're going to run down the card, we're going to talk about some Rumble moments, and we're going to play the drinking game. Of all drinking games. Should we reveal the rules now, Frank? No. Did he fucking say Nikki Cave Faves? I said no. Fuck this jabroni. PJ, so, tell him what it is. No, so no, we're, no. we're going to watch a Royal Rumble match. And as the wrestlers enter, if that is a wrestler who has passed away, we're going to do a shot in their honor. Oh, boy. What Rumble? Wait, what year are we watching? That is what I will keep very close to the chest. Oh, fuck. I really hope it's after this show or else we're going to be fucked. 1983. <laughs> oh, Jesus. The Hacksaw Jim Duggan one? So, yeah, guys. Join us again on Saturday. And join us every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. for some fresh Ring Crew Radio content. We thank you once again for joining us. This has been Ring Crew Radio, episode 6 of season 2. He went off the top rope. As always, Frank Cliff, and you can follow him on Twitter as at HighFlyerRCR. And you've officially been blocked by I... some weak people on Twitter. <laughs> you believe that shit? He's getting used to it. <laughs> follow Frank Cliff. He's looking for fights. And if you don't want to follow him, you can follow the infamous Nikki K. Fabes and Nikki K. Fabe RCR on Twitter. Nikki K. Fabe don't even know his own Twitter handle. I don't get blocked either like you guys. Man, you want to hear his burner? <laughs> or you can follow me at PJ Stack RCR on Twitter. I am the arbiter of all things professional wrestling. 
This has been Ring Crew Radio, signing off. <laughs>